This is episode 82 of the Meme Factory podcast. Joining us this week is Preston Pish. He shows up right on time, and we have zero technical issues this week, so enjoy the conversation. This week's podcast is sponsored by Coinbits, a great way to DCA into Bitcoin. Set and forget your Bitcoin buys or turn your spare change into Bitcoin. Check them out by going to memefactorytm.com slash coinbits. Also this week, we are sponsored by Coddle.co. Coddle.co offers the best steel backup plates for the price, in my opinion. These plates are very compact, made out of 304 steel, and come with a punch. These plates are small, robust, and can withstand fire, water, corrosion, and crushing with no data loss. Check them out at coddle.co. And finally, we are sponsored by Simply Bitcoin. This is a Bitcoin-only daily show. Check them out at youtube.com slash simplybitcoin. Enjoy the show. It's like the night you bumped your head yellow. Maybe, uh, maybe Pedro's got him on. Can you guys hear play. us? Say Am something. I on you? Say what? Every say time what? you hear something stupid, say what? 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 Uh, where's Labra? Labra would make this less autistic. No. I said what? Labra? Less autistic? No. <laughs> no less autistic. <laughs> He's the give the wrong dog. <laughs> Okay, until uh, Preston comes in, uh, he's in the helicopter now. He's getting ready. Um, this is a story from Miami that I learned from our good friend Anders. So uh, there, there's uh, the toxic happy hour party happening, and it's packed. Like, there's no other room. There's no other tickets. People, Anders is like... People out. Uh, denying the entrance to a lot of people, and it's sad. Like, and all of a sudden, when everybody's drinking uh, their drinks and having fun, poof, a potato appears out of nowhere. Andres, like, Craig, you didn't have a ticket because I remember I offered you to put you on a on a guest list, and you said you said no or something. I offered yeah, you. Was, uh, to get you I told him I wasn't going to be in Miami. For, I I offered you to get you in for free, and you said no. So how you got in? And Craig is like, "Oh, you see that wall? I jumped it." <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's here's what I don't. Wait, get. wait, 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 wait. Here's what I don't first, get. First question is how, how high was the wall? How how <laughs> ten ten feet tall? How it was, it was a feet, rooftop. Yeah. It was a rooftop, so I don't understand what wall you jumped. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, first the question is, it's it's Greg, (laughs) right? It's our potato. So the question is, how, right? Jumping. Like, forget the wall, just jumping. (laughs) The second thing. Craig can't jump over a credit card. The (laughs) (laughs) The second thing is... (laughs) <laughs> and most, uh, I think, funny for me is why. And the reasoning behind that is that he entered the wrong elevator, as I understand it. He went up, he went up in the rooftop of the next building. And then 
His solution, the solution wasn't to just go back down and enter it properly. <laughs> no, the solution was to I figure don't... out a way to construct a a, a, a bridge and a stoop and somewhere to step on. So he found some drums with concrete and he created like a, a real life Minecraft kind of device in order to step <laughs> on and jump <laughs> over the wall. <laughs> Look, it worked, all right? And the, <laughs> if it's stupid and, and it works, again, I have to, I, I'm laughing my ass so, like, like I was so, laughing so much when Anders was telling the story. And he, and the guy was like, a little bit pissed, a little bit, a little bit, and you entered like the crust, the, the party, but at the same time, he was like, he didn't have to, I offered him, like, <laughs> he could end, why would he do that? And I was like, that's our potato. Well, there's no, 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 there's my my room is like, oh my God, Bobby, Bobby is in the groups and laughing his ass off. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> All right, Bobby. so yeah, we checked out of our room and I was just sweaty as hell from uh, playing around the kids at the beach. And then uh, I called Sean to came back. Bobby, in the having party, even though you're going to already know when we're going to be, you guys going to be there, you have to jump a fence or something. For, yeah, yeah. for for the culture. For the, for the culture. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll build up a wall right next to the meme pool and then uh, you kinda have to jump the wall to jump into the meme pool. I like that. I also I met I met Mr. Sailor for the first time down there. Mr. Michael Sailor. I actually bumped Did he did he look up to you? Oh, Michael Sailor? You were, there was another one? There. He's like an ordinal's version, like a bizarro version of Sailor, you know. Oh, he's wearing a wizard outfit and hat on, clicking his heels. No, I met Sailor. I was with my dad, and we were just walking through the concourse, and all of a sudden he's walking around a corner, and I'm walking around a corner, and we like we didn't actually bump into each other, but we're like, I was like, oh, what's up, Sailor? And and he's followed me for two years now, since Laser Eyes. And all of us, right? And then, like, I was—he's like one of my tweets, and I was like, "There's no way he remembers me." And he—he he like looks up and he goes, "Big Sean, you're bigger in person," <laughs> you know. And as he says <laughs> it, Eric, Eric is next to him, and Eric's pretty short. You know, that's just the way it is. And as he says it, we actually both looked at Eric. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, what's going on, Eric? You know, how's it going? And then we went back to talking, but he was, it was funny. And then my dad got to shake his hand and then he texted my mom and he was like, I just met a billionaire today, you know? So that was kind of cool, I guess. What, what did he say to your dad, Sean? He said, your son is a digital star. That's what he said. <laughs> Whatever that means. Rising. Digital star rising. <laughs> no. Digital star. And I said, and then I was like, almost as big as you. And then he didn't really laugh at that one. So <laughs> it was a bad joke. Also, also, let's welcome our newest member in the first in his first 
official um uh, salad <laughs> they don't know. the pressure department I'm kind of interning with him right now so I don't have a whole lot of time but I will uh, I'll put it down in my calendar and I'll try to get back to you with something Okay, because we need material to steal, okay? Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're here. I know, I know. It's yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah. I mean all my, my best days are probably behind me, so it's probably a late edition here. Oh now you tell us. <laughs> Do we have to kick him out? Yeah. Do it live. I thought we put rope in the shitty editing department. So I'm really excited to talk time. about this next sponsor because it's a sponsor. <laughs> hey. Preston here? No, it's not here. That was smart. <sighs> yeah, we went, we're waiting for Preston. We, we do swear that he's coming, guys. Not, it's not a troll. He's coming. He, you know, at this point, I'm thinking he was trolling me. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we're talking 15 minutes. This is a military man here. <laughs> Did you tell him that was Eastern? Got plenty of stuff to talk about. Did you tell Wait, him that standard time? Wait, you told you told us like he was flying from somewhere. I don't. Oh yeah, maybe it's yeah. He's uh, it's possible he did warn me his flight might get delayed. He's he's flying from New York. No, maybe home. he fucked up the time zone. It's all uh, all Eastern standard. Between where he is and where he's flying, and where the timing I gave him, so Lost. hard to potato that one, but possible. I don't know. How's my audio coming through? I was having trouble with it earlier. It's a lot better now. Yeah. It's better. So it's, it's welcome still everybody. A lot worse than what it used to be. It's being a real thing it used to be. Grow flat top. No, you. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't. <laughs> I can't. I don't even have the option. What do you What do you ask the barber to do when you go to the barber shop, Greg? Like, I haven't gone to the barber in years. Why would I spend money on this if I could just zip it myself? <laughs> okay, until Preston joins, we're gonna have a guest. Okay. Oh. Who? Bobby. Do oh, I have yeah. to remake my sandwich menu? You might yes. you might have to. He's much of a boomer. He'll forget by the time I get to yellow special. <laughs> he may be asleep by the time you get to yellow special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The best part about Toxic Happy Hour was that Puppy made some embarrassing moves back in the day, but it ended oh. up working pretty well. 
Because, they were amazing. Because he slept on Breed Love, which ended up working well. And then which is fantastic. And then he <laughs> and then he would was making fun of Nick Carter the whole time he was on there, unknowingly making fun of him by calling him Nick Lovin. And Andy <laughs> had super bad on in the background behind him because Carter <laughs> looks like Nick. They were calling him Nick Lovin, <laughs> and this is when we, and this is when they liked him. But then they brought him to the Absolutely, I have to watch back the the one with Udi because they had Udi on as well. Yeah, I bet they, they did. had Udi on Toxic Happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you remember. remember that? Yes. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my is goodness. that the one where Yellow was on yellow? Gonna... about r- rule number two being too? Too strong? No, that was today or yesterday, wasn't that? Yeah, it was yesterday, I think. Yeah. Yellow? A recap? What? 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 What happened? You had a meltdown yesterday and you punched the wall. Uh, you want to elaborate a little bit? I didn't do that. Who says that? That's what I heard. What? Yeah, you that? had a total meltdown. I did. Oh, yeah. You guys are fighting too hard. You guys got to be nice probably to each made, other. Uh, Anders cry or something. Nah, 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 nah. We we've done that, Bobby. I mean, done that. We've done that, Bobby. Bobby, check check one two one two. Bobby's <laughs> face. Where's Bobby's face? Oh, no face right now, man. Dude. Look, that Nick Lovin thing, you know how that started? Is I, I, I saw the card from the McLovin thing, and it happened to be on his, like, a birthday. So I just posted it out there. And I said, hey, happy birthday, Nick Lovin. And um, it blew up. <laughs> and, people, <laughs> and people, like, blew up his DMs saying, yo, Nick, hey, happy birthday. And he spent <laughs> the entire day saying, it's not my birthday. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. He says, it's not my birthday. I said, now that I get your attention, can you you jump in? Oh, sorry. Bobby, I'm curious. You've been uh, been rocking a broken closet door for the better part of four years now. (laughs) Do you have a uh, set time within which you think you might fix that? Or is it a Bitcoin price? Or is it a, that's just how the closet is? And that's how we're going to leave it type of deal. Three, three halvings. I promise myself that three halvings, I will fix this. <laughs> you started buying in 2017, December, if I remember correctly. Well, and, oh, yeah. And what did he, what did, what did, what all did he buy in December 2017? Oh, he I, bought I, some I've never That told was the this. silver to Bitcoin's gold. I've never told, I've never told this story before. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you bought all the way down to 2018. There's no way. <laughs> Preston, Preston left. There's Preston. Hey! The chop What's up? Oh, wait, so is this is this happening in like uh, 40 minutes, or is this happening in, in like an hour and 40 minutes? No, uh, like an hour 20 minutes. minutes sir. You got plenty of time. 20 minutes ago is when it's happening. Come on, Preston. Is that a minivan? Well, so I was on the East Coast, and now I'm in CST time, and I clicked on your link, and there was no time on the link. So, Greg, okay. I, what is it? <laughs> Look, it's okay. We didn't call and talk about 
that yesterday. It's not in a Gmail calendar invites. I get it. It's cool. It's hard. Well, to my know. my uh, my calendar says uh, nine thirty CST. So I don't think that's right. No, you're you're live, uh, Preston. You're we're live streaming to YouTube already. So yeah. <laughs> Welcome in. <laughs> I don't know if it's well, safe to uh, do the ad read and drive at the same time. Yeah, I'm time. not going to make him do his ad read while he's driving. <laughs> let's, make rope, let's make Rope do the ad read. I can do it. Bring it, yeah, on. Let's Bring it on. Bring it on. I got oh, it. Oh, Preston's oh, got it. Preston says he can do it. All right. All right. No, no one called let's the police. Hold, hold on. This yeah. guy's going to make me wreck. Somebody literally <laughs> sent a video in the group chat today of a police car flipping over while driving. I don't want to see that live <laughs> on screen. All right. Hey, I'm, I'm hanging up. Is it? Is this in... Like forty minutes? No, we're oh, live, real. Preston. Uh, we're literally no, we're live. Real live. On YouTube right now. <laughs> he doesn't believe us. <laughs> he doesn't even believe it. He thinks before we're... before we officially start the episode, Papi, thanks for joining, man. Um, yeah, we're you, gonna see. We're gonna see you oh. tomorrow on the spaces, oh. right? Oh, oh, oh! So now I'm getting kicked out. Yeah. I'm bye. <laughs> yes. Oh. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Preston, Preston, keep me in here, man. I can listen no. in. I'm ready to have dinner with the family. Uh, I need to know, is it in 40 minutes? God damn it, Preston! We're live! We're live right now! Is this live? Oh, good. Good, good lord. Uh, can't talk to fucking with us, it? Buddy. I'm not. I am not. I'm a mess. Episode. I don't know what time Episode. it is. Greg just muted himself. Greg muted himself. Preston, if you go to YouTube, you'll see that you're actually live right now. Yes. <laughs> I'll see Greg still talking. Greg, Greg muted him. Self is talking. Greg, unmute. Hey, I gotta call my wife. <laughs> I gotta call my wife back and sort something out. I'll I'll be uh I'll be dialing in here shortly. I guess this is in like 30 minutes or 40 minutes. No, Preston, this yeah. is live right now. It's live right now. It's a test stream, it should be fine. Yeah, we're okay. Okay, Bobby, you can say all right. What give your wife a call though? Give your wife a call. <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of operation are you guys running around? I don't know what's <laughs> happening, man. It's a meme uh, factory. Who, this like, is what's really good for our sponsors. <laughs> hey, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, oh yeah, great. Great. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> the Australian is back. Great. You just you just dox your alto card, Preston. Yeah. I didn't know you had such a good, a good Australian accent. <laughs> Okay, Papi, tell us a story from Miami, man. Ooh, well, uh, look, you guys have already covered um, Greg Zahr somehow jumping up 100 feet in the air and landing <laughs> over the wall. Uh, <laughs> yes, we did. Look I'll, look, I'll tell you, like, hang out with Preston, man. When The first time you go to Sailor's Place for a barbecue, you don't realize how massive his compound is. It's quite you impressive. You hear that, Becca? Massive. Um, Massive, massive. Oh. <laughs> massive. Um, yeah, yeah. The the barbecue was on point. What's what's um, the security like, uh, Bobby? Can 
Can I um, jump the fence at Sailors? Uh, well, you can try, but the security, they don't seem too friendly. But um, I'll just say I work at MicroStrategy. Oh. I got the shirts and all, so. <laughs> so but Chris, Chris, Chris in the chat is like, you guys couldn't organize a pizza in a brewery. <laughs> they, they were, no, this is legit security because they had shirts on them. They were black and they said security right across the top. So you knew you don't mess with them. They were security. What kind of what kind of security? What, what were they packing? Yeah. <laughs> How many abs did the security have? Abs. Abs. What yes. were they packing, Sean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if my English is failing me right now, but I don't know, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Preston just texted me. He think he thought we were trolling him. <laughs> he asked if we were really going live in forty minutes or not. <laughs> uh, no, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> a lovely time at Sailor's Place, um, and it's yes, yeah, pretty impressive when you walk in. There's a big courtyard, everything going on, and when you see when you see a yacht that's pulled up to the back, like it's just. You know, a goddamn car to take you around town. I made a joke to, to say, I'm like, hey, can we take this out for Chick fil A? I just want to go down to the corner. <laughs> take a yacht it's out. It's insane. It, it, right? Right? What's happening? What the fuck How is many happening? What is Labra for sure? Labra! Labra! <laughs> I heard Labra's voice. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're live. We're live. We're really live. We're doing this. Preston, do you believe we're alive yet, or are we still? Yes, I, I now I now understand you guys weren't screwing with me. You're being serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic, classic, classic. You know what's Welcome. so great is is this is this is the reality of my life. <laughs> what you're seeing right now is my reality. It's it's I'm just a mess. Like, <laughs> what are you driving? What are you oh, in? Oh, an F one fifty. Okay, that works. Is it one of those electric F one fifties? No. Oh. <laughs> Awful. This is this is really awkward. So, Greg, I don't know what's <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the, with the calendar invites, but my. My calendar is showing 9.30 tonight. I know we talked about it yesterday, but I was East Coast time. All the Miami times that I had. So listen, listen to this. So I'm like down in Miami. Half of my calendar invites for like all the stuff I was doing down there. Like some of it was an hour to the left. Some of it was an hour to the right. Like, what? so I was doing the news desk with Sailor. Jeff, I'm walking around the conference thing and Jeff knows I'm like a disaster when it comes to Jeff Booth knows I'm like a total train wreck when it comes to my calendar. And he's like, Preston, you should just check your calendar. Cause may, like, I don't think you're going on at like three 30. I like, I think it's earlier than that. So like, I, it's, it's like 11 o'clock down at the conference and I see it's like 1230. Like it's like three hours to the left of like where I had it on my calendar. Are you using like and Alta Vista calendar? What are you using? I it's, <laughs> It's a it's mess, a like a lot of calendar. Oh wait, Preston, you got you got to pause. I see Rusty's got a hand up. We uh, we've got, we've got a kid here. It's uh, he's got to talk. Yeah, 
Hey, hey, Preston. Uh, yeah, I had a question. I was just wondering if this whole podcast was going to be about your calendar or if we're going to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. What a disaster. No, it's on brand. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Preston, you made, a, you made a mistake because you took the blame. You should have blamed Greg and everyone. Oh no, it's not. It is. It is not Greg's fault. This is from that story. I I think uh, Sailor is involved. (laughs) Sailor's fault. Yeah. You know what? Oh yeah, totally. 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 That guy's just laughing behind the scenes at all of us. Well, how do we pick it up from here, guys? I mean, it's. The chat, the chat wants to know when is Bitcoin one million dollars in Preston's calendar? (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever that, whatever that's saying, it's going to be wrong. (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm going to be home here in like two minutes, and uh, I can be. I'll be in my office. I'm going to be. I'm going to be. We're going to be waiting. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we believe you. We'll see you. So we're really excited to talk about this. <laughs> so what did I so what did I miss? Uh, uh, stories from, from Miami from Bobby. Oh yep. yeah. What were they? Um basically Craig jumped the wall and he crossed the party. Uh, where? Which party? Bobby's uh, party. <laughs> and uh, Bobby asking Sailor to take his yacht out for Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Greg like crushed my soul out of my body there. What was that Thursday night? That was when I was leaving the pleb party. You were going up. Yeah, I was going up. And, he, and Preston thought that there's a little bit of confusion. Preston thought that Greg's wife was Greg Foss's wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, keep your daughter away from uh, Sean, Preston, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, my goodness. Jesus I was losing his mind. First thing, he, first thing he tells me when I show up is like how excited he is about Greg's daughter. <laughs> Which Greg? Just to be clear. <laughs> My lord. Now Preston's trolling all of us. Yeah. Why is Sean like redder than I've ever seen him? Because I've been knocking doors all day, sunburned. Oh, knocking doors. What's Wait, are you for? eating the oils then, Sean? Seed oils? No. Yeah, that's how it gets sunburns. This is what Bitcoin Twitter says, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> if the ginger. It doesn't matter how many seed oils you don't eat. If the ginger you eat, <laughs> it doesn't matter. The the Bitcoin bugle bugle is like so. Preston can read the clock and blames Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Are we getting zapped. Oh shit! Puppy's still here. Yeah, Bobby's here. Yeah. I ain't going anywhere, baby. And and Labra's here, right? 
Preston again. Preston's gone. I can be Preston again. Yeah, you're up. But uh, Labra, people are still asking me, like, when are you back? Never. He's on Noster. Get on Noster, plebs. Have you been lately on Noster? It's like that. Uh, (laughs) There's something weird because when I post, (laughs) my posts just go away. (laughs) So... (laughs) I don't know. Elon's still after you. you. Would you say maybe? Brother? I don't know. So Preston, come Preston again. God damn it! What a shit show, man, Paul. Oh, it's yeah. so bad. I can't wait till he invites me on. Uh, and the fucking camera movie. keeps on like switching all the time. It bugs me. I know. Can we do the grid style? I ask it, but I think that's up to Pedro. But I also don't think he's at the controls right now. He he said he was gonna spin it up and walk away. <laughs> Oh great! Somebody yeah, so we're uh, oh, we're stuck. Preston is back, so I'm going to switch back to hey. Labra. Look how professional he is against us, like dude. Come on! Oh, oh, oh. I liked it better in the car. <laughs> oh wow! But you did. It's like a different guy. Are you wearing wearing makeup? Look at that zoom in. Look at that zoom in. <laughs> put on right. I didn't, I didn't recognize his voice in the car, but I'm so, sure we'll uh, get his real voice now. There you go. Can you guys hear me? You had time to quaff your hair? Oh, okay. <laughs> 100%. 100% he did his hair. Hold on. I got to get the uh, light on here. <laughs> he did his hair. He put some light. A light in relation to where you park the car, where in the house is this office? Is it upstairs? Do you have to run upstairs? Yeah. Yeah. It's three levels up. Three levels. Three levels. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Now you're you're just bragging. bragging. Contango trade was good, I guess. (laughs) All right. Speaking of uh, Contango trade, you know what? Preston, you have an ad to read, you son of a gun. I gotta find it. Hold on, give me a second here. There we go. Calendar. Okay. Don't let it be in your calendar. Why am I not here? Oh, there. Better not be in the calendar. It is in the calendar. You know what? It's on a uh, signal here. Oh dear God! Can you guys hear me good? Is everything set up? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. So it looks good. Good to go. After that intro, oh, oh, welcome to the meme factory testing. Welcome, I'm seeing my like, who's who's Preston down there? <laughs> it's probably RD. It's Labra. Dude, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. This has been a disaster. Okay, uh, am I doing the read right now? Is is that what's happening? Uh, right now, you're asking if you're doing the read right now. Damn it, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Roll with it. We're ready we when you to, are. We used to have, have these, uh, I'm going to call them plebes. I'm sure that's going to drive everybody crazy. But when plebes would say at West Point, they'd say, yeah. uh, sir, may I ask a question? I'd be like, you just did. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, folks. This is Preston, and you're listening to the 
Meme Factory podcast, proudly sponsored by the industrious folks at Suscorp, where they're in the business of making things where they're where they're in the business of making things and stuff a motto as precise as their operations tonight we're tickled to introduce their latest venture the spectacular subpar apache experience did you hear that it's the siren calling all the apache pilots beckoning you towards the symphony of inefficiency with suscorp your bird gets the full treatment rustier than forgotten jalopy held together with duct tape and hope each flight it's less up, up, and away, and more will it, won't it? A game of Russian roulette with gravity. Now, that's the... People keep changing their uh, <laughs> the pictures there. Where am I at? Uh, wow. I, I lost my spot. Sorry. After up, up, and away. Will up, they up or away, won't they? Yeah. Where the hell did that go? Uh, shoot. It went, it went Dude, down this like this. Mess today. This, is, this is just a mess. Uh did you hear? Okay, here it is. Uh, okay, I found myself. Okay, a game of Russian roulette with gravity. Now that's the living on the edge. If the edge is the sheer drop into a pit of mechanical uh, despair. Tired of those bright, sunny skies and accurate forecasts? Allow Suscorp Vintage Climate Control to serve you vintage weather updates as fresh as three-day-old bagels. Because nothing says adventure like setting your flight path to outdated radar images. Dreading the red tape, we'll swim through an ocean of it just for you. Your diligent team handwrites each form you need with the elegance of a drunken chicken. You get to savor the experience twice. Once in, the, in practice with our version, and then once more with the, real, uh, with the real one. Because inefficiency, or I'm sorry, because efficiency is our middle name. But wait, there's more. Say hasta la vista to waking up late for the flight. Our wake-up calls start at 2 a.m. and proceed to occur on the hour or every hour. Because who needs beauty sleep when you can have beauty hallucinations in a 15,000-pound aerial tank? We'll be awake for your flight all right, whether your brain is on board or is a different matter. So if you're being... So if you've been waiting for a life less ordinary, gear up and get ready to plunge into the beautiful chaos of Suscorp. Spectacular subpar Apache experience. Sign up today and experience the joy of a fast approaching breakdown. Remember, at Suscorp, we're all about making things and stuff, usually your life, more complicated. Call now. Yay! And get paid now. And it's the end of the show. <laughs> that's a that's what they call a mid-roll ad right oh yeah yeah that was mid-roll all right so Preston, i know you had a long flight probably a long drive too you must be hungry we've had uh we've got a sandwich menu ready for you to peruse yeah. all right Preston. oh long ooh. day of tra traveling i have a couple of sandwiches for you to choose from our oh. first one is we study Influencers. Oh. So this is a cow-filled grilled ham and cheese sandwich, and it comes with conference and event passes for all Bitcoin-related conferences and perpetuity throughout the universe forever. Wow. So wow. very, very good. Our second one is it's a how's your trade burger. So it's an Asian-inspired sushi burger, and it's going to detox you faster than picking up pennies in front of a 
roller. I like that. And like that. Our, our special, <laughs> it's yellows. Don't stop the lead. Wow. Red Bull for 563 days. This one's not even hard. Yeah, I'm taking yellows. Excellent. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. yeah, that's easy. That one wasn't hard. Nice. All right. So Becky's going to get that ready for you. Um, in the meantime, I did have a real question for you about Ego Death Capital. I know that you've been uh, billing yourself and as as an advisor to those guys. Um, yeah. What exactly does that mean? You you involved in the? Uh... I don't know. You don't I, know? I, <laughs> yeah, I just I, you know Jeff reached out. He's like, "Do you want to be an advisor?" I was like, "I don't I don't know what that entails." He says, "Don't worry about it." And uh, no, seriously, uh, if I'm going to seriously answer the question, really just kind of assessing all the companies. So like in the past year, they, uh, they stood it up a, uh, last year at the Miami conference was really kind of the announcement. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, they've, they've reviewed, I want to say close to three to 400 companies in the past year and made five investments mm. uh, so far in their first fund. And yeah, anywhere that I can kind of really add value, just kind of uh, picking through the technical piece or uh, if if they're if they've done the due diligence on a company that they think is is really going to be uh, something that could move the market or that would really kind of uh, you know be beneficial for the space, then uh, Lynn and myself will will kind of get more involved in in the due diligence. So yeah, that's it. Okay, and that's a real answer. Nice. Yeah. So so Jeff did. To you, what I what I did to you about the having party is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm excited about that. I think I think that's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I think you're going to I think you're going to get a huge turnout too. There's already a lot of people that are going to be there. A lot of puppets, a lot of people, uh, a lot of nims. How are you gonna How are you gonna pin down the date? Like, when are you gonna like, uh, like? I mean, it becomes a statistic things, right? Like as far as when you can say this is really where it's going to happen for people to start booking flights and stuff. We just picked a date before it'll happen more than likely because airplanes and hotels are not on a Bitcoin time chain standard yet. So we're not celebrating on the having. Maybe we will, but we're just celebrating. So, uh, so you were, uh, going to have Michael's children or something like that. And then and I think I saw. So I'll, there's no that. second best. And I mean, hey, that's what happens. Exactly. Hey, if, yeah. if I can jump in for a minute, I can tell yeah. you, um, Preston, it's great to see you at his barbecue. I never thought I would show up there. But yeah, when the, the woman that greets you at the I'm door so, is from I'm so Columbia. confused because I'm hearing Pubby, but I'm seeing Yellow's mouth moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are one in the same. My, no, he, he, discovered, he discovered our secret. Hubby is yellow. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No. Look. 
Staler, um, that visit is incredible. But yeah, um, this girl that that lets people in at the door from Columbia, um, Anders was all over that for a second, and then everyone else comes. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I will tell you this, um, Sailor, uh, he's he's got his choice of. Did he throw you out? Wrong. Did he throw you out of the party, hubby? Did he grab you by the collar and throw you out? Of course not. You were there, man. I saw I know, you. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was beautiful. And you lost a chess match, I think, to uh, Daniel <laughs> Prince's daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally lost. Lauren? <laughs> What's that? Lauren? We didn't finish. We didn't finish. I'm waving. My, my kids are... Here, I didn't see him yeah. in a couple days. Hey, guys. <laughs> and after that awkward moment, uh, Rob has a question for Thank God. Yeah. Hey, Preston. Nice to talk to you. Uh, hey. Fellow Alabamian <laughs> here. This is oh, my wow. first test stream. Yep, I'm down here in Birmingham. Uh, wow. Um, quick question for you. Uh, my dear friend Barry uh, has asked in the chat... Um, when are you going to have Greg on your podcast? He is a huge fan of yours. He actually paid me an undisclosed amount to shill him to you. Uh, he's a big <laughs> Preston simp, and he wants you to follow him on Twitter. He, you know, he wants this. He really needs this. He's a really great guy. Greg. Yeah, what Greg? Who? No, Barry. Other Barry wants to know when you're going to have Greg on your podcast. I've had Greg Foss on the podcast. No, 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 no. I see what you're trying to do there. I see what you're trying to do there. No, 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 no. Greg Zodge, the one, the potato. When are you going to have the potato on your podcast? I think, I think the answer is that he wants his podcast to succeed and stay relevant. So, uh, probably never. But I, uh, I already had asked uh, Preston that question. I just want to be in the background and go like, aha, aha. Mm. Like, I, I, I do have a question though, because like, Callahan's role. Whenever Gladstein's on, exactly. I'm pretty sure. Like I've I've listened to probably every Preston show for like the last three or four years or whatever. Maybe I missed one or two in between, but I did notice Preston that like you're you're, you're kind of getting like I don't know. In the beginning, it was like a lot more serious. Like you you've got like this investor crowd. You still do, of course, but it seems like you sliding more. Like you know what? I just don't care anymore. You know, I'm just gonna talk about it and say what I want. Is that <laughs> Is that something to it or? Uh, maybe, maybe. I'm, I mean, if I have to be honest with you, I'm tired. I'm tired. I've, uh, I've been doing the podcasting thing for, I don't know that I'm in a decade yet, but I'm getting close and, uh, yeah, it, it, it'll wear on you. Cause I mean, it, as you guys know, it's a creative kind of process. I mean, you guys have a lot more, uh, leeway with, with that creativity, but, uh, for me, just kind of the, the type of content that I'm creating it's it's uh it's a grind um i love being able to just kind of have access and just like have like really deep conversations with some really smart people but at the same time it, it's it's a lot of work to just kind of manage the calendar uh <laughs> and uh not mess it up which i'm really good at doing um is that what you're doing at ego death is you're the <laughs> You're the head calendar leader. It's, just, it's a little bit like Suscorp for me uh, with ego death. I'm basically just exercising my Suscorp. Uh, you know, we're entropy. We're entropy is 
your friend uh, on the calendar. Yeah. Preston, we had you, we had you on Meme Factory like a year and a half ago. And back then you said you were tired as well. So, so what's keeping you? Did I, did I you say did. that back then? You did say, we're going to pull that up. Oh my God. You did. So now I'm just complaining. Yeah. All right. Is it like when you're, when you're, when you're done having fun with it, you're done with it? Like Drake? Or what, what's going on? <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I think I would, uh, if I walked away from it and just stopped doing it altogether, uh, I would probably want to come back for like once a quarter or here and there to like, still like have conversations where I get a little bit, uh, frustrated is, is, you know, Bitcoin is, is this big, long time curve, like thing that's happening and it's just not going to happen tomorrow it's 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 taking time like the broader markets like i'm a long-term investor um and so like the day trading and like all that kind of stuff i don't do any of that type of stuff i just uh find it to just to be somewhat worthless to have like such a a short uh time preference in the way that you're that you're investing or what i guess that'd be a long or no that's right short time pre preference um so I get a little bored from time to time because I have these theses and like uh, when I'm like laying them out, sometimes like I, last year, it was like I was just stacking dollars, right? Like it was really boring. And, uh, you know, like what what's there to really talk about when like that's your strategy for more than a year? I mean, now it's I'm stacking Bitcoin with the free cash flows and and I'm not saying it's boring because there's a lot happening on the tech front, uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I would have something to talk about like once a quarter or about twice a year uh, about maybe my thesis and where things are at and kind of what's happening. So, but, and, and, and the challenge for me is like, although I really enjoy talking about the tech because, uh, you know, my undergrad was in engineering. And so like, I really enjoy talking about the tech, but I don't know that, the, that my audience really, uh, digs into that as much like they they're really wanting more of an investing uh landscape and more of a macro kind of conversation and so i i got to kind of cater to that uh with the audience but i'll throw some I'll, I'll throw some tech conversations in there from time to time as well so i don't know if that answers the question but it's like russ has got a question for you yeah, and while we're being serious, I was um I had a hey, I've, uh, I've had a question. Well, see, whatever yeah. you want to start, Rusty. you can ask Preston a question. Go ahead. Preston. Can anyone not hear Rusty right now? Yeah, yeah mute yourself, yeah, man. Wait, yeah, so test. so yeah, it must be the only person that can hear me is Preston. Probably is that is that right? Is that... No, I don't think anyone can. Is anyone? Rusty. Are you? Is is there somebody talking? I, I'm not. I heard. Oh, there he is. All right, we know which side of the fence <laughs> you're on. Thanks, thanks for letting me know. All right, Just noted, silence, dude. Oh, there he goes. There he is. Okay. I can hear him now. Now we're going to hear you, Russ. No worries. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I fixed that technical difficulty. Um, all right, Preston. You, is I've anybody trying, talking trying right to... now? Holy shit, he's really doubling down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, good times. Doubling down. I want to hear it, Rusty. Let's go, buddy. Hello. <laughs> uh, thanks. I appreciate that. All right. I've been trying to ask this question on someone's podcast. You're, you you can answer this question. Like, So in Australia, the Government here was was all like we got to stop the central bank from raising rates and lowering rates because uh, that's that's dumb. Let's do it ourselves 
So they're putting forward legislation to take away the control of the central bank, the Reserve Bank of Australia, to raise and lower interest rates, and they're going to do it themselves how they see fit. How do you, how do you how do you see that kind of playing out? Uh, yeah, talk to me. So uh, just let me repeat this back to you, so make make sure I'm like capturing the question. So you're just saying the central bank of Australia they're wanting to raise rates even further and you're asking like what's the their ability to actually implement that is that no 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 the government the government uh is putting forward legislation to stop yeah. the central bank from being able to control the interest rates so oh, they're, they're saying okay. they're saying like okay. okay stop stop doing it let yeah. us we'll do it we'll, we'll do a better job so they the government it, wants to control okay so the government's stopping the government from doing uh basically just <laughs> <laughs> the compartmentalization of the central bank, they're saying we want to basically like the fiscal appropriators inside the country are saying we want to manage that now is, is really what's happening. Is that right? Yeah, because, yeah. They want they want to stop the central bank doing it, uh, yeah. even though obviously they, they put the people in charge and all that. But they, it'd they be wanna, like uh, representatives in Congress here in the U.S. basically saying we're we're going to uh, usurp this control from the from the central bank and we're now going to manage that. Is that is yeah, that what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. What do how do you yeah. think that plays out anyway? Uh, I think it would probably get worse uh, than it already is. Um, uh, and, and and you got to realize, like they're they're looking at that and they're saying, "Hey, we want to be able to politically control rates that are advantageous for our reelection campaign." So, like, I can only kind of speak to U.S. politics, but like, if Congress would try to take on that responsibility of of the money supply uh, and, and the management of that away from the Fed and, and handle that at a congressional level. I mean, they're going to have to set up some type of committee that's only going to have so much representation on it. And then what it's really going to come down to is how can they effectively juice the economy for who's ever currently in office in order to get that next reelection? Because that's what it's, that's what it's all about is, is they don't want somebody that has independent control in order to tighten the money supply. Whoever that is, that's what they're trying to control, ultimately trying to control. Very policy. quicker is that, what, is that what good <laughs> uh well i would say i would i would say that's a really small economy uh in the grand scheme of things so they're going to have to uh you know they have to kind of play to the g7 uh nation states that that their monetary policy is the one that's truly truly driving the global economy so the u.s the eu Great Britain, Japan, those are the those are the central banks that are really kind of controlling uh, the global economy and the move. So like the last, uh, let's just call it 2022 to uh, I'd say November of 2022, like that tightening period 
was uh, completely based off of the countries that I just named, uh, saying that they're going to try to rein things in and 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 get inflation under control. The Australian uh, currency is just kind of more along for the ride with within that. So they're just trying to control their their local domain. Um, but I, I would say they're they're participating in a sea of of currency that's way more dominant and controlling than what they can do uh, even with their with their currency. Because if they do if they do moves that are too big, it's just going to uh, in 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 the opposite direction of what uh, the other G seven countries are doing. It's just it, it's going to be too abrupt. They're not going to be able to handle it. Hey, Preston, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, question for you, dude. Um, as you know, we love Foss. He's always in there with us. I'm curious of what your thoughts on the game theory are. Um, and we talk about the 184, 190, whatever number of currencies you want to talk about. That'll that'll have to fail before the U.S. dollar. No, um, we're not talking about game theory on the U.S. dollar milkshake theory, puppy. Yes, we are. The mean factory. None of that shit. Yep. We're getting one, one, one realistic answer. Mute him, Greg. Um, Mute him. Mute answer. Him. <laughs> so at what at, at what point do all the rats go off the sinking ship, and and you watch this unfold, as as countries as as the game theory unfolds, um, one after the other after the other, what what do you think happens as it gets closer to the dollar, and they got to go somewhere else. I mean, I've been saying I've been saying since the start of this cycle that I think a lot of this is is way closer than people people think. And uh, when we look at Europe in in particular and the UK, and you look at their total inability to get any of the inflation under control, and you look at the rates that that uh, like the negative spread between what their rates are yielding compared to the inflation, like I'm not convinced any of that's under control. And so because that uh, that part of the market is so massive, um, I think it could it has the potential to spill into the U.S. way faster than than people think. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. It, it really depends on what the couple people in the room manifest and and how much they can keep the because, uh, I mean, what they're trying to do is surgically prevent um this spewing into markets i mean look what they did with this recent backstop facility uh that they stood up so like they're they're being really surgical with it and i just don't i have no idea how far that can go especially when we're saying that this is literally happening on a global scale there's no precedence for that uh, why, why for do you to happen on a on a global scale I, I keep hearing you saying like i i think this is going to happen you know in the next two years or three years or so and there's a lot of people that say, oh, no, like they can play games and push it down longer. Why? What yeah. is it about what differs between you well, and what other people say? Like, I would put it this. I, I think that's fair with what you said, but I would I would rephrase it like this. I would just say. I get frustrated when I go into a spaces and people say, oh, this is going to be 20 years. Like, OK, sure. Like, I, I don't I can't predict the future right but i can talk about the arrays and the probabilities of like that i think that that's a really improbable timeline 20 years i think that's really improbable mm -hmm. and not because i have I, I don't think bitcoin can handle i think bitcoin can handle the the meltdown um 
I think it probably needs a little bit more time on layer two to to handle it uh, better than where it's at right now. But I think I think if something like that happened imminently, like you would actually see it, uh, the acceleration of development there would just go nuts. Um, yeah. So then I don't like, want to. So then let's talk about I don't about really that. want to cut this off, but this is you've gone over this a million times yeah. on your podcast, every yeah. other podcast. And I know we got you for a limited time. So I want to make sure we get into some stuff that uh you've been talking the, about recently. The the last thing I would say, Greg, is just so then when we look on the left side of it, like the the speed happening faster, all I'm trying to do is is tell people I think that it's it's way more in the cards than what your typical person would allocate in the prop in the in the array of probabilities, right? Like that's what, that's the drum I'm beating. It's just like, this could happen way faster than people think. And when we look at how inept uh, Europe has been for the last year to get anything under control, I would, I would say there's a perfect example of how that could really kind of spill over into uh, the impairment could really spill over into other markets. So with that, sorry. Yeah, no, so what I, uh, you spoke about David Deutsch recently. Um, and you were reading some of his books on uh, and about AI. This is the uh, the professor. It, uh, yeah. Have you come away with any insights with any of that work uh, with regards to Bitcoin? So my takeaway on all those books are that the universe is way stranger than any of us can possibly imagine. Like that's my key takeaway. <laughs> he's he's he uh he writes a lot about like the the multiverse and uh how like quantum computing is basically tapping into the multiverse in order to conduct the calculations because uh quantum computing for me is really difficult for me to wrap my head around i've i've tried uh lots of different sources to really kind of comprehend it and every time i i go there it's just it gets more confusing uh, but, um, his, his work is, is fascinating to me. I was talking to Jeff Booth about it probably a couple, you know, oh, we were out in, in Jackson hole and, um, Jeff wasn't having it. He was like, yeah, I think it's too complex. I, I think, I think, uh, I think it would be simpler than that. And I just don't know. I just, I found it really fascinating. I think that he's he's a very brilliant thinker. The book goes into like all these various scenarios that just kind of like left me like pausing the audio. I listened to the audio tape, um, just kind of pausing it and saying, "My God, like, like what I think I know is that that's the appreciation I I walked away with is like whatever it is I I think I know I'm probably like so far off the mark that um, you just have a you just have an appreciation for how complex the world it really is." I've got a uh, a couple quotes from some of his books that I thought were uh, might be relevant to Bitcoin. I just wanted to get your insight on it, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the things he says is that, uh, and this is in in where the the quantum computer says um, all physical processes can be simulated by a universal computer. It's not mean the computer can do anything, but it can simulate anything that is describable in non contradictory terms. Mm-hmm. Right. So considering what he's talking about with like computational universality, how does that change your view on the creation of Bitcoin? Is it just a manifestation of that universal computation engine? I have no idea, Greg. Like your question's too hard for me to like, (laughs) thank you. 
Sounds yellow, like, you nailed like it. You, that it was like uh, you, you literally took the words out of my mouth. Yellow. I, All right, and then I, the next the next question that comes after that, and it's a stepping stone. Is this is if, if Augustine Carstens was a video game character, what would be his signature move? Ooh, he'd throw. Uh, he'd probably throw like slimy pizzas at you. <laughs> I don't think he's, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's so he is, he's Jabba the Hutt all through and through. It's not even like a question. So like, what would Jabba the Hutt like? What would his attack be? It'd be something like that, I guess. He'd like slither over to you or something and just like. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh my! I Lord. can take this one. So yeah, Jabba the Hutt definitely uh, uses his power, uh, his money. And Augustus Carson is a very good analogy for that because he's probably yeah. filthy rich. He would just pay somebody to, you know, do his dirty work for him. True. That would be his special. Look at the new guy. Look at the new guy. What yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's very oh, good. Guy. Very good. So yeah. If if it was pizza, the hut. I'm thinking more space balls. So like he can maybe pick off like the the pepperonis and like throw them at you or something. That's a better better analogy. Pizza the hut definitely better than Jabba the hut. Yeah, yeah, pizza. Got some announcements. Fake says uh, Greg is a tomato, and Chris Fair says body slam. Preston, on your last podcast uh, with uh, Tour de Maester kind of proposed that you know like the the, the ai is uh, dependent on electricity and on chips and ultimately we have bitcoin so the ai is gonna have to negotiate with us for bitcoin to be able to buy his energy you didn't really reply in the podcast on his take but i was wondering do you agree with that or yeah I th well so i think where this is going to get really interesting is is ai is very resource intensive so like all the processing the storage uh all of this is is i think uh from just a processing standpoint is way beyond anything that we've seen in the past 10 years i i think it could be exponential in in the resourcing demands so uh i think something else that we're going to see is you're going to have competition in ais like we're already kind of starting to see that i don't know if it's going to just kind of like go in a in a polar immediately to like a polarized uh way where you have like chat gpt and you have maybe like elon whatever elon's going to try to come up with i don't think that's going to be the case i think you're going to actually have a lot more diversity of of the ais and so uh some might be way better equipped to handle certain types of requests and if that's the case, like you might only want to ping it for, you know, 20 cents worth of worth of resourcing and um, having that settled immediately and having that uh, basically streaming the stats for the resourcing that you're requesting it from one AI to the other, because I think a lot of it's going to be the AIs pinging other AIs and, and whatnot. It's, it's, it's almost going to be like how your brain functions. Won't, um, won't the AI AIs like fight each other to get like those resources? And like, why would they need Bitcoin? That was kind of my take. It's kind of like, well, you know, when the European yeah, states need... of South America is like, oh, the Indians were sitting there like, oh, they're going to like ask us and negotiate with us. No, they just, you know, shot, a, shot them and took their gold. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm following your argument there, but I would just say what what does Bitcoin offer, especially on, on layer two? It's immediate settlement and it's uh, you can do it at really low transaction fees. So when you're thinking about the resourcing and you and you think about, hey, I just want to use a little bit of processing power, that might be a 30 cent transaction 
for the for the message traffic that was requested off of somebody else's resources, right? So uh, you're basically adjudicating that cost immediately uh, because all these all these AIs are are going to to be effectively tasking themselves. It's not going to be some person that's that's you know like. Uh, when you buy something online, there's like the whole process of you going through all the, the payment settlement and everything. Like when you got AI literally tasking another AI because it knows that it, it's better at some type of craft. Let's say it was uh, going to Japan to, to get a language translation because some AI over there is just better than the version that, that we have here in the U.S. And that's probably not a good example, but I think I think the AIs, AIs are going to almost like your brain is is split between the quantitative side and a qualitative side. You're going to have AIs that are better at certain things, and it's going to know that it's got to basically ping itself against three three to five different AIs to come up with a better solution than just pinging one. So, in simple terms, what are we talking about? They're going to use Bitcoin for like a kind of anchor for the real world. Or I would just I would just think I would look at it as just uh, the energy settlement for all this resourcing. Okay. So basically, they, it's going to become like a a scoreboard for them to realize yeah. who, who's winning in what and in, in in every move they move, yeah. every move they make. Okay. Correct. Well, I want to take a crack at what Marcus was asking. I think Marcus is trying to make the point that why. Why are the AIs going to need us and or Bitcoin when they could just do the same thing conquistadors did, which is just shoot you and take it? But I think because I'm not on that side of the fence. I think I think AIs take what what uh, resources in general. So I think it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be hard for people to, I, I think that that data and that information is going to be disseminated across many different servers all around the planet. I mean, it's not going to be centrally like, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't necessarily the, the, the question I was getting after though. So what I, what I think he's saying is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah imagine, yeah. imagine like that Terminator two world, right? Like the AI becomes so self-aware, whatever. It builds its own robots. It's you know it's created oh, a way to access going. the real world, and then it can basically instead of negotiating with us to ask or buy stuff from us, it can just wipe us out. And why would it need Bitcoin? Why would it use Bitcoin? Isn't money something that like is in our human biology because we have this record keeping that we want to do? We want to keep it fair, and you owe this to me. I owe that to you. Well, you know, I was listening to this. To this audiobook when i was just driving down uh to the house uh, brandon uh quinnum uh, recommended this when we were in miami it's called entangled life this all about uh, how uh fungus and plants trees are in this uh homeostasis together and like how the one needs the other and and when you would go to into a forest how the and i'm getting to the to answer your your question marcus so how how it's basically the internet like in the forest, the trees, you could think of the trees as almost being like a web page and the the fungus that's underneath of the trees and, and working with the other plants are basically the hyperlinks to the other trees inside of the network. The, the book is mind blowing, like really mm -hmm. fascinating. And so when we look at nature and how, how, why is it set? Why are they coordinating this way? They're competing, but yet they're also coordinating with each other. And when I look at how nature has evolved and how um, 
we look at plants and animals and dominant animals, but yet why don't they just go and annihilate everything, right? Uh, I think you're going to see something very similar kind of evolve out of AI and uh, humans and computers. And let's just, let's just pull the thread. Like if you have this hyper-intelligent AI and it's like, I can just destroy all of them and, and do my own thing. I'm sure if it's that smart, it's also doing a cost benefit and analysis on like, well, why would I, why would I keep them around? What are they able to do to, to assist me in being able to continue to, to be the right. most dominant form of intelligence? And I think that if, if we could, if we could even understand that analysis, that cost benefit analysis, I think you would actually come to an, to a conclusion that's in harmony with nature itself, that it wouldn't make sense to get rid of the human race. Right. I guess, I guess I just thought it was a stretch to think that, yeah, obviously they're going to need Bitcoin. I, to me, that was a bit of a yeah. stretch. Well, yeah. and so like, well, look at your body, right? So, and I, I use the mitochondria all the time in interviews and stuff, but few people really realize that your mitochondria has its own DNA. It's different than your DNA, right? So it's, a, it's an organism that, that humans and mitochondria have, have come together and decided that it's mutually beneficial for both of those two separate organisms. Then you get into your gut bacteria and each one of these different type of species that are in your gut bacteria has its own DNA. It's different. Each one of them. Um, so like, we are we are in a deep deep uh homeostasis with nature and other uh organisms that are very different than our own dna and this this is literally across every species uh in in nature like if you could, if you would do it like incomprehensible we don't even really fully understand and and then like one of the things it's talking about in the book is like how it's actually passing message traffic through the forest so that if like one plant was threatened or uh was having a disease or whatever it actually goes down into the fungi net network and then communicates with the other plants because it's actually beneficial for the fungi to to communicate that messaging traffic from the other plant like like yeah it's absolutely nuts yeah, you're talking about the mycelium network, right? Yes. So, for what reason for uh, for the other trees to uh, uh, like enable a kind of like defense in order for the fungi to don't lose the whatever the trees are providing for it? Yeah. So the, they're doing. So there's an energy exchange. Like, so the plants are really good at harnessing and collecting the energy, and then. Uh, transmuting that down and, and effectively feeding the fungi. But what the fungi are really good at is actually uh, mining the minerals out of the ground and then uh, exchanging that with with the trees and the plants. Okay, so there's a symbiosis, symbiosis there. Symbiosis, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and sometimes they're actually exchanging off seasons. So like uh, maybe in the fall, um, the, the trees are providing uh more energy to the fungi than what they're actually getting back from the fungi in, in nutrients and minerals but then on the opposite side of the season the fungi are actually returning that in kind and there's jesus this, christ there's this crazy like interconnected uh exchange message exchange so i mean this is this is communication 
an energy oh. exchange you're talking about, an like a battery kind of system. Yeah. So, Rusty, go ahead, man. Come on. So, so for me, when I'm looking at AI and and everybody who's just ringing this bell, it's going to kill us. It's going to destroy us. It's going to take over. I think I think what it's actually doing is it's actually revealing the inner bias that that individual person might have towards just society at large than anything else. I I think that it's not like AI like comes along and is in completely incongruent with how uh, nature has manifested itself for for millennia. All right. Just just to come back a little bit then, if if I look at, for instance, the way we treat animals, right? So we're we're in need of trees when we build a hut out in the forest or whatever. And there might be like a squirrel's nest in there or a bird's nest. It's not like yeah. we want to like completely eradicate the birds. In contrary, right? Like the minute we go too far, we're like, oh, you know, like this is going too far. We got to like, try and take care of this stuff. But at the same time, we're not negotiating with that bird or that squirrel to take down that true. tree or not because we Very need it, true. right? Because our survival is important too. So anyway, that, that was kind of the, the gist of I, the, the story. I love this point, Marcus. And what I, so if I was going to go a little bit more dystopian, uh, let's just say that you have these AIs and they're literally doing all these crazy things and like we're not even fully understand the actions that they're taking. And it's like, oh, well, this city that humans love, maybe it just literally wipes it like just right out of the way. And maybe there's a warning to humans to get out of the way. They annihilate the city and they're doing things that they're because what they're what I think intelligence and life is really doing is it's just finding the most efficient way to to store and communicate information over time, right? So like they would be doing things that would make no sense to us. But to them, if we could tap into the into the rationale of why, like let's just let's in this spot why aren't they more spread out evenly across the country and like we all know that well it's a there's a network effect that happens because you got the hudson river there and coming across from europe it's it's got really deep ports inside of new york city so that large ships can come in large container ships and then there's a huge to to conduct farming for our nutrition and our consumption right so like we can't have big cities there uh, or at least that's the the most efficient way to do it today um and so as, as easy as that is for us to understand relative to a horse right that would be like i don't like looking at the crazy humans and what they're doing it wouldn't make any sense i think we may be in a similar situation with ai you know 100 years from now it, uh, some of the actions might not make perfect sense to us why it's doing what it's doing especially from like the infrastructure that that it's building or standing up and data centers and like all that kind of stuff right nice rusty <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, on this topic, um, so you're saying that AI, super intelligent AI would uh, would not wipe out humanity because it would do a cost analysis. Therefore, it would be sensible that we'd also, it would also do a cost analysis Is on wiping talking? out. 
all of. <laughs> oh, with started. Doing this again. Repeat the question, please. <laughs> I guess I'll start again. From the top. No, 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 no. Take it from the halfway. I'm just messing with you. Uh, I'm just trying to have some fun. I appreciate that. Uh, so, no, no serious question, though. If it's not going to wipe out humanity because of cost analysis, surely it would then do a cost analysis on shitcoiners, and then that would be a different story, right? Ooh. Uh, I think that... Uh, I think the... and uh its description of all of this stuff like very technical i mean you can ask it very technical questions and get uh some pretty exemplary responses or at least i think they're they're very good responses so i think it's going to figure it out i think it's going to be really obvious just from the immediate settlement and <laughs> Rusty, our liquid yeah so hey so on liquid isn't that interesting what's happening there you guys yeah let's talk about it. liquid yeah. please yeah where's yeah. pedro pedro he can't he can't talk it's perfect let's talk about liquid yeah well no so i just i find it really interesting that so liquid was built uh they had a really difficult time getting any type of traction on it but now that we have high fees on layer one, what we're finding is that people that are trying to rebalance their channels are using liquid in a way that makes it really affordable to rebalance channels. So uh, who knows where that leads uh, in the future? Uh, I, I mean, it's not like an enormous amount, but there's people that are that are using it here in the past couple of weeks because of all this ordinal stuff that's happening on layer one. So kind of a fascinating uh, uh change that i don't think anybody was expecting yeah, yeah I, I think a lot of people were writing it off as kind of just nobody's using it yeah pedro bro i'm really okay, looking yeah. forward to pedro doing a deep dive on liquid and then starting <laughs> yes that's definitely gonna happen that is definitely gonna happen I i'm gonna hear it i'm gonna hear it later on for sure quick question bro, quick question quick so circling back a little bit, you said how you talked about how the AIs like ping against each other to get like more efficient or something. How many pings is it going to take to straighten out your calendar for like a calendar AI? Dude, I don't, I don't even know that it's possible. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's good. Just lock it on Eastern Standard Time. If only the block times were steady, we'd, we'd be able to time the halving party correctly and uh, set your calendar correctly universally. It's a mess. Bobby, you want to say something? Are you still here, man? Yeah. I think he's here. Can you he's hear good. me? Can yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Ro, put your hand down. Unless you got a question. Listen, so, uh, look, what, what's interesting, the AI, that's that's beautiful. Um, every kid until they graduate college has the perfect term paper written. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, what? What I think is, um, I'm, I'm always thinking of James T. Kirk, Captain Kirk. Well, you know, he was the human side of everything as we went into space. I wonder, what, what are your thoughts um, when it comes to the one thing, how does AI teach itself about self-sacrifice? Because there's many religions, there's many things that you do 
um, for your for your family, where you would sacrifice yourself, it's not the logical thing to do. How would AI ever come up with this idea that it's more, um, I guess, productive that, that you would end your own life to to save somebody, to protect somebody? Is this Wait, like a, is this like a, coming in here? Is this like a data episode from Star Trek or something? No, so good question. It's a it's a legit question. I like question. this question. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I mean, it really comes to the idea of love, right? So unconditional love. When people have unconditional love for their kids, they're they're literally willing to give up their life to make sure that their kids or their wife or whatever. That's that's what unconditional love drives a person to do. Uh, right now, we don't see any semblance of that, or at least I don't think we do with uh, with AI. But that doesn't mean that uh, emotional uh, type uh, thinking or uh, actions could manifest themselves out of AI. Like, look at how much it's evolved just in the past two years. Like, what's 10 years from now look like? Um I, you know, when we look at the animal kingdom, I think there's some examples in the animal kingdom where yeah, they, they they do. Yeah, I'm not I'm not so well we, we might they are, we but might, I'm pretty sure there are. We might see a similar uh, mechanism develop getting developed by AI, but like the meaning behind it being different. Uh, maybe the meaning behind it is not driven by by love, but like a a, a kind of like self healing process or or like a, a mechanism to sustain itself. Yeah. The, uh, that will have the appearance of like sacrifice. That, but the meaning is completely different. It's going to be, I yes. think. It's a feeling in your heart. That feeling if you see your child in the way of any type of danger that you see, you can't program that in. I don't know how that would ever get programmed into AI. Oh, I wouldn't that, say it couldn't ever get programmed. I. I I would go puppy. I would just say, you know, if I had to really quantify it, what it is is it's absolute forgiveness. It's absolute. So, like, if my if my child goes and does something wrong, right? It's no matter what, I I will always forgive them. And to represent that um how how does that how does a person get i, I think the best they they don't have that wired into them typically they're the psychopaths people that are in prison that like literally like actually get enjoyment out of causing physical pain to others a person who who has the uh, an intense amount of empathy is the polar opposite of the prison inmate that is the parasite. It's it's empathy for other people. Um, so somewhere in there uh, is really kind of like what we would we would quantify as being unconditional love. Um, and I think that. Um, I, you know, when, when we get into a more superior form of intelligence, like a truly more superior form of intelligence, maybe they might actually be more empathetic than a human being similar to, you know, if you go and you get a deer 
like how empathetic is the is the deer versus just you know just acting upon how they were conditioned in their environment and not thinking about it it seems um, like that it seems like the natural path is that it like we're heading down this road of cloning humans and we're just going to have ai dressed up as humans when they'll look like us I, feel like i think us, another well, like us and so, we won't know the difference so the, the collective human race is going to condition the AI, right? So we are going to, we are going to condition it uh, through our interactions and through, through how we treat it. And uh, I have, what it, I have the, a the feeling it's also going to learn how to value things through Bitcoin. In well, and that's, why, that's why Bitcoin's so important because with Bitcoin, you're getting a properly functioning brain, Right. You're not having the schizophrenic type behaviors that fiat, like, I think it would be scary if, if, if we didn't have Bitcoin, right. And all this AI was cropping up and there was literally Bitcoin had not been discovered. Uh, you could maybe have a very psychotic, uh, outcome with AI, but I think that the fact that you have Bitcoin there to properly provide signaling between, let's just call them various lobes of, of AI uh, that are going to be built. I'm just way more hopeful for what what's going to come out of that. I, you know, President, what what I'm thinking of is, and I think we're at the same age. I may be a little bit older, but it's um, this difference of logic versus emotion, and everyone that has grown up, you know, from these old days, things of AI is like pure logic. And I look back to the beginning, Adam and Eve. Adam, a man should not be alone. Adam representing logic. Um, Eve being emotion, uh, pulled from the side, put together by God. But this is, yeah, this is interesting to me. This well, logic so, versus emotion. Pubby, when you study the brain, your neocortex, where your deep critical thinking is happening, is your outer lobe of, of the brain. The further in you go to the brainstem, um, that's where you start getting the emotional responses. So when, when somebody, uh, damages or has some type of virus that infects one of the inner lobes on the brain, that's typically the people that have these really violent emotional outbursts and, uh, can't control their emotions is, is a person who can't control their, uh, basal ganglia of the brain, like the inner port, port of your brain. Um, so when we talk about AI and where this is potentially going, like, we, hey, we could be 50 years out from like uh, developers really kind of being able to model a lot of that. Um, but I suspect it's going to be uh, kind of uh, more of an extension of the neocortex than than the inner part. So uh, maybe there maybe there's no need for for the emotional piece that humans have at the inner portion of their brainstem right because that was that was for us to evolve uh initially and when you look at uh at animals and the way that they that they function they're they're harnessing that those emotional responses because they don't have a neocortex and they don't have these outer uh regions of the brain to think deeply um and you know here's and this is another really important part on the brain so uh I, I think I talked about this one time before with maybe uh, Breedlove on his show, but 
uh, there's this really fascinating uh, creature called a sea squirt. And the ski, the sea squirt uh, starts out its life with a brain. It's, it's mobile and it travels through the ocean. And uh, once it finds an environment that it wants to set up uh, and it, it attaches itself to this environment at, at sea, uh, the first action that the sea squirt takes is it eats its own brain. And the reason that it eats its own <laughs> brain is because uh, it, it's very rich in energy and it doesn't need its brain anymore. Because it's once it's... Seed coining? Seed squirts. It's called marriage. It's called marriage. So, well, okay. F hold that thought because the... the uh, you're, you're gonna this 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 gets interesting. Wow. So, um, why does it eat its brain? The whole brain or part of it? it no, it eats its its whole brain, and it, it basically becomes an undersea plant because all the functions uh, are transferred to the muscle memory or the nervous system, so, maybe. So, like when you think about it, like so, why does a human have such an advanced brain versus other animals that have like a not advanced brain? Like, I was amazed. I got I got uh, two new puppies. They're like three months old, and they're in the backyard. Here's one literally walking in the door right now. Just cracked open the door and walked in. Um, why? How in the world are they able to like run in my backyard? miss all the patio furniture like they had been living for like 10 years like can you imagine a human baby like can't even like can't even roll over at three yeah. months so why the disparity in in the genetic makeup of like there's this huge uh amount of like cognitive power that really kind of kicks in later so uh uh is it david eastman uh what's his last name i think it's uh Oh, he's, he's this uh, Stanford uh, neuroscientist. Anyway, he has some really good books. There's one just called The Brain. I would highly encourage people. David Eggers. Uh, no, I think it's David. It begins with an E. His last name begins with. Uh, anyway. Uh, so uh, the point that I'm making is the reason you need complex uh, thinking and, and being able to wire up from environmental facts. David Eagleman. Eagleman. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, the reason you need that is because you have to operate in a very dynamic, uh, environment. You got to be able to handle all sorts of environments. When you look at animals that have like a really, uh, complex life in the environment that they've got to be able to navigate, they have brains. When you have a species or, uh, an animal that does not move around in its environment very much. It needs way less brain power, and a lot of the uh, a, a lot of the uh, uh, coding is ha is actually happening at a DNA level and and at an epigenetics level. It's not happening at a, a higher order, which is brain functioning. So for the C squirt, the reason the C squirt eats its brain is because the C squirt is literally going to be fixated in the exact same environment for the rest of its life, and it doesn't need the cognitive brain power in order to navigate this much more complex environment where they have to navigate around the sea. So now going to AI, the, the whole reason I'm telling you this. So when we go to AI, is AI going to need to be mobile? Because if it is, it's going to need some very high level functioning uh, brain power in order to navigate that much more complex environment. Or is it just basically dwelling in these uh, 
of servers and basically fetching information humans that are operating in a much more complex and dynamic and, and uh, all over the you know the geographic the, the the planet to navigate and i don't know i just i bring it up because i i find it as an interesting thought experiment but that's how nature has handled the reason and the rationale for having a brain um so so now let me argue the opposite side of it which is maybe uh the only way we would ever become a multi uh planetary uh species, species. is through ai because it's actually uh harnessing a, a much deeper level of thought to, to to be able to navigate a much more complex environment than just the planet itself it, it's a, it's amazing how the process of the of that animal that they just uh, talked about uh, Preston is so similar with the educational system we have yeah like you're you're born with a brain with creativity and all that and you get in the school and you you go you get out like uh basically with no brain <laughs> that's why you see they, I think oh, in, I, in, I, that's why you see as bitcoiners like most of the bitcoiners are like polymaths right yeah i would agree with that well going yeah. back to the example that you guys were joking about earlier is like getting married so think about these couples that that have been married for 40 50 years they've lived in the exact, exact same spot they've done the exact same routine every single day and uh you know some people would refer to their intellectual curiosity and things like that as being brain dead and the reason why is because they literally don't they don't need like the amount of brain power that that they're born with to to do that routine that they literally have just completely etched into their brain they've conditioned their brain that I hey these are the 10 things I do I do the crossword puzzle puzzle in the afternoon I would tell people that are going through like the uh memory loss and maybe like early stage like dementia i think one of the best things that they could possibly do is they got to they really got to start changing up their environment and they got to start really kind of introducing a, a lot of variance in their in their environmental factors in their life and i think it would really uh prolong or like extend out that really kind of manifesting itself there there's a whole lot more to all of this like i i am no expert by any shape of the imagination in this area but i would think that that would probably uh assist in extending the the lifespan of, of their brain functioning and normal functioning. All right. Now we have gone uh, far longer this evening than we normally do. And uh, really My appreciate yeah, it. So sorry. Said. Guys, appreciate your time this evening. I want to make sorry. Little... I, I seriously, I, I, I want to tell you, I am sorry that tell uh, us how I, great we I are. Messed that up. I messed that tell up. Us how many more times <laughs> you're going to come back on the show to make up for it. Oh yeah. I, I love talking to you guys anytime. Perfect. Perfect. We can we can uh, we can talk about uh, the prequel to this whole conversation, which is that do humans have conscience? No, we're not going down another consciousness rabbit hole. <laughs> trying to wrap this I, up. I love this topic, by the way. I like this. Let me like, let me just read one tweet then, which might give a little foresight into what's going to happen. Neuralink today just tweeted out: "We are excited to share that we have received the." DA's approval. Neuralink, you know, the company yeah, yeah, from yeah. Uh, Elon Musk that does yeah. the brain uh, implant. I think they use cheap for that. The FDA gave them approval to launch their first inhuman clinical study. 
You hear that, Rob? You have a sense, buddy. Well done. <laughs> can, I, can I can I just jump in real quick? I was what Preston said stuck out to me. He said that organisms that don't move around a lot in their environment need a lot less brain power. Greg, how does that make you feel? Like, is, does that would you like to respond to that at all? The worst part about that, that slide? is I saw it coming from the time you said organisms that don't move around much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, His brain power works for one thing. All right, Preston, tell everybody who's uh, who's still actually watching or listening where they can find hey, you. Hey, have the questions. On. The questions. I know. I'm giving Preston a chance yeah, okay. to shill his shit before we get okay, into this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a podcast. It's We Study Billionaires on, uh, uh, on whatever podcast uh, app you use. And I talk about Bitcoin on Wednesday. There's traditional finance stuff on the other days, but uh, yeah, I just focus on Bitcoin. Can you say it less boring? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a podcast that comes out on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a couple of important questions for you. Uh, which one of you clowns is doing the RD? Deal? Rope. Rope? You know, that's a Rope. great idea. Rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I think I've seen enough of these things to kind of know the gist of it. Uh, yeah, so, in the accent. In the accent. Rope. In the accent. Check your uh, notes. Oh, like the the British, the British. Boy, Preston, if the mean factory did exist, and we all know it doesn't, <laughs> which one of the mean factory members would you like? Which one would you retweet? And why would you mute Greg? Thank you. <laughs> which one do I like? Uh, Big Sean and Becca. They're number one. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Uh, and then what was the next one? Who would I retweet? Uh, probably Marcus. Probably Marcus. I would retweet him. Ooh. And then, Ooh. And, nice, nice. And then uh, I thought I'd get the world, block. world of Rusty. Yeah. Pubby too. <laughs> I like, yeah. I mean, there's, this is pretty hard. And then the last one was like, why would I mute Greg? Yeah. Well, technically, weird, but, uh, te yeah. technically the question, yeah. Why, who would you mute? Oh, yeah, I already answered it. So why would you mute Greg? Why would I mute him? Um, <laughs> he's just very mutable. Um, Look at this like, face. Like, like immutable? <laughs> immutable? Is that what we're saying? Immutable? Oh, I don't know. Mutable like... Like, is, is your mom like, is your mom on the bed back there behind you, Greg? Is that why you got no, the? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> no, I'm out on the I'm out on the night this evening. <laughs> just remembered when, when your mom was back there. What is happening with all the moms? The mom talk around different ways to get them these days. We're all we're all mamas, boys and girls, aren't we? That's right. Listen, if you if you're gonna ask like why someone should be muted, I, I would. I would defer to Becca because what the real question should be, who would you not make a sandwich for? Because when she tells you, like, uh, she will not make you a sandwich. That's and then that was the last question of the evening is going to go to Sean. He's going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Preston, you already know what happens in block height. Eight hundred and forty thousand. So, I don't know what to really ask you other than, uh, why are you excited for the having party in El Salvador? 
what gets you excited about it? I haven't been. And uh, everybody that I've talked to that's been down there has just raved about it. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to just kind of get down there and, and, and see it. Like I've seen so many pictures and I've heard so many stories. I just want to experience it myself. So I'm excited about that. I'm very excited about just the, the people that are going to be there. If it's anything like puppies, uh happy hour, the plea uh, party that he threw, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like that was just awesome. It was definitely a highlight for yeah, me down killing. in Miami. And yeah, um, yeah three so days. If it's if it's anything like that, as far as the people go, like it's just going to be epic. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I think this I think this having is just going to be a whopper. I think it's going to be a whopper. So, yeah. That last full run was anemic. Is whopper a good or bad? I don't know. Honestly. It's yeah. a good, good thing. Big. It's very it's good. Like a, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It's not like wah 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 wah. No, no, no. no. It's, it's also not like seed oils, like you know. How, how do you feel when when the lights come down on the city starts playing? How do you feel? <laughs> that's a, oh my that's god! A that's a whopper. That's a whopper. There, yellow. That's what a. Oh, okay, 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 that's okay. what a whopper is. I just have to speak in in yellow terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Can I say something? Am I back in? Hello? You just did. You just did. <laughs> Puppy, Greg's got to get to bed. No. Let me All tell right, you Puppy. something, man. You got the last question of the night, man. No, it's Hit. not even a question. It's not a question. It's just an observation. Um, You know, for, for years, it's always been Pled Party. Pled Party is like meet at this location. You meet at this location. It's a bunch of the plebs hanging out. What Preston and Booth and BTC Sessions, Lawrence Lepard and Foss brought together was something different. You know what it was? It was Plug Party Plus, baby. And um, yeah, when you could put together a time for everyone that loves Bitcoin to, to come out, hang out, it was goddamn beautiful. Sailor jumping in at the last minute, beautiful stuff. The point is this, man. At the end of the day, Bitcoin pulls us all together. It doesn't matter That's who right. you are. It pulls us all together. And we had that. And I think you guys are going to have that at the having party, man. This is why we're going to pump the fuck out of this shit up. Because I tell you what, the having party is going to be the one time you get to go down. For it, you, Look, if you thought you had a good time in Miami. It's going to be like, the one time you go down, puppies. Well, he's drunk, right? Maybe, you, you guys, maybe, you guys are hearing this. He's drunk, right? Maybe this, <laughs> there's absolutely no way. No, not no. This is too early <laughs> to be drunk. Come on, that's till midnight. Um, but I will tell you this: you running that... on Preston calendar? Fuck, yeah, <laughs> plus, plus minus three hours. Jesus Christ! Let me finish up here. What I'm saying: if you guys play your cards <laughs> right and and um hire us as your your main, no, fucking with. Yeah, you're. It's gonna suck. It's gonna fucking suck down there. Don't go. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic, man. We're gonna we're gonna make this a killer killer operation. We love you guys, man. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna knock this one out I, of the park. I can't as well. wait. I can't wait, man. Uh, it's it's gonna be a blast. It is. Yeah, it weird. Is. It's official. It's gonna be a blast. Yeah. All right, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Preston, thank you for your time. Paul, we really appreciate you coming in and uh, helping us kill some time while Preston got his calendar sorted. So um, sorry. 
<laughs> Look, no, no excuse.